Dame. We are the Dame Patrol, your vigilant dames delivering the news and cues of all things geek. I'm Amy, and to my right is... Stephanie. And to uh, across the table from me is Erminia, but for you, you guys can call me Minnie. Yay! And it's our first episode. Oh my oh, gosh, Oh, dames! So exciting. <laughs> so exciting. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I can handle this because I'm really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys nervous? We get to just hang out and be cool nerds and help other nerds be even more awesome nerds. Because nobody can see my face. And I'm all in that visual medium, you know, where I'm like... <laughs> you know who else had this issue? Oracle, but she ran with it. She also had a chair that rolled with it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Touche. Okay, so, um, yeah, since it's our first episode and we had our great introduction over at the Kim's Crusaders, we wanted to talk a little bit more about ourselves. So, uh, Minnie, please, why? Tell, tell, tell me why are we here? Ain't nothing but a heart. No, it's not. <laughs> um, but, so what we're really here for is, I remember back in the day, I started here at our lovely sponsor, my lovely crazy Uncle Ben, here at Empire's Comics Vault, and Sweet K. Sweet K, 1120 Fulton Avenue, Sweet K, Sacramento, California. Of course, gotta love Sacktown. But, I remember I started out here, God, 11 years ago. I've known Ben forever. Mm-hmm. I've been a baby. And I would just come here. Eventually, I started working on the staff, and I started helping with Free Comic Book Day. I am the mistress of comics. I give out all of the free comics to all of the lovely people, and it's a fantastic thing. And I remember meeting Amy for the first time doing that, that and then we, that was super <laughs> awkward. Well, we became really good friends, and I started working with Cracking the Vault podcast, my yeah, yeah. other brothers in arms that I've been doing that for about a year and a half now. And Amy came to me with another idea of, hey... I have this crazy idea to do a podcast with nerdy ladies. And I was like, nerdy ladies, you say. So many Intriguing. nerdy ladies. Yeah. We need all of them learning ladies. And then, how, oh my gosh, it's been a year and a half since we we started planning this. Yes, yes, it has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we eventually, uh, the downfall of the Valkyries actually definitely spearheaded oh, yeah. us into doing this. Uh, that was a, something that shook us a lot. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Because that was such a community that a lot of people really relied on for a lot of information. And that just disappeared out of nowhere. And I think I very much reached out to you, Stephanie, about that. Because you were indeed one of the big dames in Texas, right? Uh, I, was a, I was You're a Valkyrie. You one of those hot in, dames. One of them hot dame Valkyries. <laughs> I was a Valkyrie in Texas. And yeah, I relied on them to like get like recommendations. I know Monstrous had a huge push because of the Valkyries. And so, you know, so when I heard that they were gone, I was just like, as a resource, that was just really heartbreaking and also kind of just like, I wanted to know why and all this other stuff. So that's just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and then for some of our lovely new listeners, for the Valkyries, if you don't know who they are, what the Valkyries was, was this giant community of these lovely ladies that worked in comic shops around the U.S. and sometimes internationally. Internationally, it was librarians, um, comic book shop owners, workers, anybody of the female variety that was just looking for the community of women in this very male-driven environment. Mm -hmm. And so it was a massive support system. Every con that they were able, they would meet up. Um, I ventured off to Berkeley when I first started working in the shop here um, to actually go to a shop that was predominantly owned by Valkyries. And I had the best dang time, but it is so, 
it just it collapsed out of left field, mm-hmm. really, and none of us were prepared for the impact that it would have, especially on the community as a whole, but also individually. Um, as I, I can say, I'm like I'm a former Valkyrie. I, I yeah. it feels kind of poopy. Well, I mean, Valhalla still remembers you, Valkyries. I mean, oh. I do. I just um, need the music. Where's my music? I'm gonna cue this. That's you guys ride in on dinosaurs. That's what Valkyries do, right? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, they can now. They <laughs> can now. It's I got true. dibs on blue. Oh, just, there you go. Just That's fine. Just saying. I'm my fictitious raptor. I love you. I love you, little blue. Okay, so Steph, <laughs> what about you? Oh, uh, well, I started my nerdy journey when I was younger. I just was kind of, my dad was like, I was right. born. I was born. No. <laughs> born, born in the house of nerd. Uh, well, my dad was like, here's Star Trek, here's Star Wars. That's it. So then at that point, I just kind of sought out my own stuff. So I, like, watched, uh, like, Batman the Animated series, like, Justice League. And then, like, I remember the first comic I bought was, like, the Ultimate X-Men, like, Big Fat Trade. Because I was like, ooh, I love the X-Men. So this is a book about the X-Men, and it's number one. Gee Willikers. Gee Willikers. So I read that. And then in college, where I'm like, I have disposable income. I, like, got really (laughs) into, like buying like different comics so i read like stephanie brown and all this other stuff and it was just really fun so that just kind of start pushed me into push me on this nerdy journey and made me the person i am today <laughs> yeah and so you were in being a former valkyrie which mm-hmm. means you worked in how many comic book shops like I a worked, big shiny one i worked in one okay that uh, became it, another. It evolved. <laughs> it was a Pokemon of comic it, it, book it shops. It was a Pokemon of comic book shops. It's now no longer there, but it, which it is kind of sad. But it existed, and it was. But you worked at. I worked at uh, Collected Comics. <gasps> that then became. That became Valhalla Comics. Holler! You literally are. You are a Valhalla. <laughs> Valhalla has to remember you now. I would hope so. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, so that was kind of an experience. I did that for like almost two years was working at a comic shop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, for me, I mean, Minnie and I were talking about this a year and a half ago. Um, I had originally been on Crack in the Vault and this, uh, the home away from home that Empire's Comics is. I started working at Empire's about two years ago. Um, My inner nerd was very much tamped, like a really good espresso. And uh, it has been a great growing and thriving environment i got back into comics in 2000 and wait when did saga restart 2010 no. no yeah yes. yes it was like and query to the google and 2009 i believe and 2009 top for 2010 yeah yeah so i really got back into comics there um but prior to that i was like i was in the household of the comics or the devil Ooh. but i was like super allowed to be in star wars okay yeah so it was interesting but now um 2012 shoot i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry fiona staples don't hate me i love you um but yeah so i had started picking up during 2010 2012 the situation for my household life prior to that was weird and here i am i'm the gal monday at empires there are no pugs on monday please i'm sorry you guys it's not my fault um, but yeah, it's been great. And I'm so excited you guys are here because literally we have planned this and planned this. 
and plan this. And we have so many great surprises coming up too for people. I cannot wait. I cannot oh yeah, wait. there's stuff that Stephanie and I have been like, should we be like, should we tell them about that? And we're like, no, we should wait. We yeah. should wait. Conceal, don't feel, don't let it show. Like a fine uh, wine, we just gotta let it breathe. Age. Oh, are we breathing it? Or are we letting it age in the bottle? Aging. You okay. Know. Yeah. I don't know. It could be a whiskey thing. We can have that talk too. <laughs> got some barrels. So, okay. So then we should probably jump into, I know I'm super excited. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to touch things. Nobody can see this anyway. It's all audio. <laughs> <laughs> so our main topic for the night, we thought to get to know us better would be um, our heart eyes episode. So characters that we super love. And then we've got a little surprise on maybe some teams or places for you guys to start if you are interested in getting back into comics because we have the collective knowledge of us and it's awesome. So, mm-hmm. Steph, do you want to start us off with your first character for your hot eyes? Oh, yeah. I think she's also pretty formative to like um, about the time I got back into comics. So the first character I'm going to bring up is the Scarlet Witch from Marvel. So, Which um, one? Because um, we have to do that. That's true. Do now we, have we do to have do that, to do that. Like, uh, that gatekeeping explanation? Or can uh, we just be like, friends, I love when she looks like this, but not when she looks like this. I mean, I, I'm very particular about like what version, but like you can, you're free to love like whatever version of her that you want to love. Solid. You know, I'm all about that. No <laughs> gatekeeping No You're like, here. love is love is love. Just exactly. get on that boat. Which is... Uh, I'll get into that later. That that does tie into something with her. Uh, so I remember I was in college and my friend was running this like story RP board thing. Mm-hmm. And so I w- she was just like, oh, you should totally, totally join in. It would be great. And I was like, okay, uh, what is it, DC? She's like, no, it's Marvel, you know, Marvel stuff. And I was like, oh. Marvel's edgy. Mar- Marvel's so edgy. And well... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so I was like, oh, okay. So I just pulled up a list of like Marvel superhero ladies and I was like, that one. <laughs> <laughs> and so to prepare for this thing that we were doing, I had to like, I looked up like everything about her history, what comics she'd been in, like her family tree, which is really confusing. How big is that tree? Uh, it depends on like what you consider <laughs> canon or not, because okay. it can be... So it's a it's an oak as opposed to a sequoia. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Are we in World Tree territory? Like, Perhaps. how deep does this like, go? It, there's like if you if you really want to argue it, like by a marriage, she's related to so many like different heroes, and like Hank Pym is in there, Ultron's there, what? all this stuff. So we're gonna have that's a one. We can do like a one of one episode. episode. That's a whole other that's a episode. Whole episode. We could do. Uh, so I. And then, like, or also it was really cool because around that time we were doing that, they also came out with the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver uh, origin comic. So I got to, like, pick that up, and it was just really cool and really timely. And, like, ever since, she's just been one of my favorite characters because she's someone who's been through so much adversity, had so many, like, bad things and people, like, judging her and treating her poorly because of who she is, and she still has a great capacity to love. Like, she'll still throw down. Like, she's still an Avenger. She's still a superhero. But she's just... She will continue to love someone very fiercely even if they don't really reciprocate or, like, you know, act in a way that she knows that they can. So she wants to see you be the best person that you can be. I 
have way more respect for her now than I did prior. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm apologizing in advance <laughs> because I'm like, I kind of need to like straight up follow her now. This well, is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> like becoming really close with Stephanie, like opened my eyes to the fact that like, if you really think about it, other than the whole no mutants thing. Yeah. Wanda really is just everyone's favorite soccer mom. She will Aww. go to these battles and have like orange slices ready for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, just let me let me put that into your reality. Mm-hmm. And then we you have your orange slices. Can I have tangerines instead of orange slices? I get picky. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I mean, so sorry. I'm sure she would have both. <laughs> she could she could acquire both and maintain yeah. it. All right. And she also has one of my absolute favorite comic book quotes, which is uh Love is between souls, not bodies, which is regarding her and vision. And it's, yeah. So she is one of my absolute favorite comic book characters. Dang, Flavin. Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Follow that, Amy. (laughs) I can't. You want me to go next? Shoot. (laughs) Do you know what? We'll get on this. I will get on this X Choo Choo train. Or as it were, maybe we just ride, you know, Professor X's like wheelchair (laughs) down the hallway and we get on that. We could get on the jet, but we're not going to do that. Um, so for me, for my hard eyes, I went with one of the first um, women that I was actually exposed to that piqued my interest in um, in comics. And it wasn't just in comics, but it was mostly because of the X-Men cartoon. I loved Rogue. Good Lord, we've got so many arcs in that entire thing. Like you can parallel them with the comic books. But the reason I loved Rogue wasn't because she could suck away everybody's powers. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved how she was. she's been built. And that she falls in love with the charismatic, ridiculous thief charmer. And there, you know, there's so many. And that's an entirely other episode, too, that we could talk yeah. about, about their entire <laughs> timeline and what they're doing now and what they did then. And so Rogue bears such a great presence. And she's got a, just a messed up, consistently messed up timeline, mm-hmm. storyline, mother, questionable father siblings adopted (laughs) adopted mother and father and it's it it was such an eye-opener being exposed to this woman who called everybody sugar and so i kind of not saying that i stole that from her and i call everybody sugar but and everybody's vigorously nodding thank you guys okay sorry (laughs) i'm sorry i call everybody sugar she just poured some sugar on you and that's what happened (laughs) in the the name of love yes please yes please Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just the hair or the ability to take everybody's power for a short time, but it was the heart. It's always the heart, right? You fall in love with the character for what you see reflected in them that you either want or that you see up in themselves. And Mm -hmm. so I saw this constant girl that's like, I want to love people, but I can't touch you. And all I want to do is be touched in the appropriate way. Calm yourselves, internet. (laughs) Sometimes someone just needs a hug. Sometimes you just want someone to pat you on the head and say, it's okay, buddy. You can do this. Or if I happen to, like, grab a donut, I don't want to, like, suck out half of your life force. Small things. Congratulatory hand pat. (laughs) I know. Or one of those nice taps on the arm, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So for me... Rogue is super one of my hard eyes just because I've I've grown up with her and even when we start talking the X-Men movies and Anna Pequin or Pequin Pequin I'm sorry Anna I appreciate you and everything you tried um yeah I just I can't I can't quit you I can't quit you Rogue I can't quit you so many help (laughs) (laughs) okay okay I got you I'll keep I'll continue this marvelous train with my gal 
So I was never really much of a Marvel girl. I grew up loving DC because my dad was the Marvel guy. My dad was always like, oh, read Spider-Man. And I was like, eh. And so (laughs) I got more into DC and I loved DC. But the character that really opened my eyes to Marvel was actually something that got recommended to me here. And people were like, oh, there's this new, uh, they're rebooting this character, this writer, Kelly Sue DeConnick. She's kind of cool. Like, she definitely tried this new book. And I was like, okay, sure. It's Marvel, but, you know, it's a little weird, but I'll try it. Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, opened my eyes to so much about myself, but also just about the Marvel Universe. I loved how tenacious she is. She's so darn stubborn. No matter (laughs) what comes up against her, she will continue fighting, even if the enemy is in her brain. She will continue fighting regardless if it's going to kill her or not. She has to help other people. And that's something that's so admirable. And I've always loved that about other people. And I kind of found it weird about myself that I thought it was more the bad stubborn, not being tenacious and having determination. And (laughs) that's definitely what Carol has. And from bringing her from Miss Marvel into like Captain Danvers, Kelly Sue did such a good thing with that. Like not even necessarily back in 2013, where she didn't reboot her origins. She continued her origins the way they were. And they acknowledged her weird costume that she used to have. <laughs> yes, yeah. we're going to talk about that. We're talking that. about Ooh. that weird costume with that lightning bolt in that swimsuit with the yeah. scarf it, around her waist. And sometimes her boob? butt out. <laughs> and sometimes her butt out. Because Did when the internet then... call it like the boob window or something? Like there was, yeah, I know there's no, a power, power girl. girl. Wow, thank yeah. you guys. That's right. Yep. It's the lightning bolt. It's the gold lightning mm-hmm. bolt. But something... That I also really loved too. And again, it was like her ability to have such a level of compassion is a lot of people nowadays. I adore Kamala. I love the new Miss Marvel. Yes, 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 yes. But everyone attributes to Carol having like maternal instincts to her relationship with Kamala. But everyone forgets Anya, Spider-Girl, Arana. Mm -hmm. They had such a cool connection back in the first Civil War arc. When Carol was working for Tony Stark and she was trying to assemble all of these people who were leaving their Liberty Act. She needed to Mm -hmm. find all of these people and she found Anya. And she and Anya had such a head-to-head and they eventually blow up at each other and Anya starts talking about how she needs to find the person that killed her mom. And that's the first time that Carol stops and realizes what she's doing to people. Like what this act is doing to people. She is a good soldier, was just doing her job, but what was that doing to people? And so she adopts Anya and breaks everything. And that's when she ends up shifting to Captain America's side. And that's something that people continue to disregard. And that's why I disliked so much what they did with the latest Civil War, where they basically made her Tony Stark. And she was so on board with everything. And it's it's not okay, man. It's not cool. But Kelly Sue DeConnick fixed it and had all of these great relations with her. And so Carol is... So amazing, and I'm so very glad that she has her own movie coming out, yes! finally. I mean, I feel you, though. When you love a comic book character, you got to accept the fact that they're probably going to have a really bad comic story arc. At least <laughs> a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Or several. <laughs> she, Rogue, and Scarlet Witch are just uh. hanging out at the bar. Just, what's your storyline now? <laughs> Honey, you don't want to know. <laughs> it's like, so are you married this time or not? 
Wait, wait, wait. Did you figure out the whole parent? I don't know what my parents' situation is I don't know who my parents are anymore. (laughs) It's like, are we still related? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Is Polaris my sister or not? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Do we want to try for another, another set? I'm like... And you just straight up moved like both of you. Oh my gosh! I'm like, I already, I already knew what Kelly Sue did for Captain Marvel, and then literally we're just like, this is a heart. Like it, it helps it as our heart eyes, but it's a heart issue. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what do we want to do? Do you want to take another stab? You got a number two. I I do have a number two if we're if we're down for it. Break it up. So mm-hmm. we're we're shifting gears. We're going over to the DC train. <laughs> just switching tracks there. And yeah, like the I... car drives and then it's a train. <laughs> <laughs> two it's a car two train. beep beep. Let's go. <laughs> it's I a transformer. Do... You don't know. <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, it's on you. So the character I chose for my second one is Jaime Reyes, the Blue Beetle, specifically nice. the third Blue Beetle, for those of you uh, who know about all that stuff. And I specifically choose the John Rogers iteration of it, mm-hmm. uh, which was when they basically, basically he was introduced. So base, uh, this is the first time they've used him since they killed off Ted Cord. But I love the story because it subverts so much of what teen hero comics are. Mm-hmm. So like he, he wakes up in a desert. He doesn't, he just thinks he's been gone a night because he just helped the Justice League as far as he knew. And he goes home and his parents are like, you've been gone for eight months. So there's no secret identity. His family knows and they're helping him with this. And so it's him, uh, his mom, his dad, and his little sister, Milagro. And then he goes on this quest to find out like what he has. So it's like um, his family, his friends who he's reconnecting with, these uh, these gang people that his friend fell in with, but he helps them rescue like their kids. So they're also helping him. These hackers and like the former, these 80s Justice Leaguers that are like B-listers that are helping him out. And it's just this beautiful story of a found family coming together to help this one person that they all really care about. And it's just a beautiful story. And I love everything that he is as a character in that. Holy so, yeah. shoot, dude. <laughs> no, it's so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I needed to pick this, sorry, I know I'm just like, so if I need to pick this book up, yes. to, just that way, just in the general direction of the wall with the trades on it, is that where I go? Uh, You would do, but you need to be careful. You want to look for, I believe the first one's called Shellshocked, but it, you want to make sure it has John Rogers' name on there. It's yeah. going to be not be the new 52. It's not going to be Rebirth. <laughs> You don't talk about but yeah but it's it's really good i know they did a lot of printings of it but i believe you your best bet might be finding like half price books or dimples or something with used books because i know they did a bunch of printings but i think they're not printing it right now okay mm-hmm. so in other words shake down the old places and find it exactly like it. Mm-hmm. min min do you want to go for number two or do you, do you want me to jump that or what we want to do i mean we can change up the mambo i can go number two so you don't have to follow it up again <laughs> at least it's not mambo number five <laughs> But a little bit of Veronica in my life. <laughs> you can get a little bit of Veronica in your life. And a little well, bit gonna, of Nina gonna, is all you need. That's true. But I'm going to bring up Kate. Yeah. Specifically, Oof. Kate Spencer from the DC universe. Uh, little known-ish hero. I'd say she's a B-lister, but she's an A-lister in my heart. <laughs> uh, Manhunter. 
So Manhunter is some a character not a lot of people know about. And she came to me, again, I previously said that I was a big DC gal. But I previously, before going into, you know, following my heart like a college kid does and changing my major for the fifth time, <laughs> uh, I started out initially going to into law that I wanted to follow that jazz, perhaps become a lawyer, maybe a cop. And I fell into Manhunter because it was sold to me that it's like law and order as a superhero comic book. And indeed it is. Kate Spencer is an attorney for New York and she's constantly prosecuting all of these supervillains that are either murdering people or causing complete destruction of, you know, civil property. (laughs) And she's fed up with the fact that they constantly get away. Because there's nothing really built to properly hold them. And they're not being held to a level of a level of justice and a level of crime that they are accountable for. So eventually she trains herself up to try and actually take down these people to either kill them or to maim them so badly that they actually think about their actions. Yeah. So Kate, Kate is very hardcore. Um, one of my favorite panels of that uh, series, it's only like 32 issues, but it's such a good run, is that Wonder Woman, Diana, actually shows up at her front front door asking her for some help on a case. And mind you, Diana pulls up in a Hummer, which is ridiculous, <laughs> but also an amazing image. And the fact that she and... Diana are pretty close on that case. Like they work very well together and Diana abhors killing things when they, she doesn't need to, but at the same time she acknowledges that Kate's frustrations with what she's dealing with is valid. And the fact that she's also a single mother trying to raise a kid dealing with all this information and her husband also Mm -hmm. trying to, trying to use her law stuff against her and take her kid which ultimately in the future she trains her son to be the next manhunter it works out and it works so good and her son is also gay and so like she this is actually early dc stuff so they weren't writing a lot of gay characters so when her son is revealed as a gay character and she's so accepting and cool with that is kind of monumental monumental uh and that's something that i love because i I'm a friend of Dorothy. Wangapo Dorothy. <laughs> um, I wish everyone could see the, the hand gesture that comes with your Wangapos. They're so fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's different from Anna because I'm not saying goodbye. I'm saying hello because this is our first episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kate Spencer, Manhunter has always been a weird one, but close to my heart. Nice. I'm, I'm, dudes, I'm digging this so, so much. It's also letting me see exactly mm-hmm. where all of you are like, I was in law. Thinking about it, <laughs> I'm stubborn, but I'm about the people, and I want justice. And I'm like, okay, so we need structure, Minnie. <laughs> we need so. re- we need research power and heart, Stephanie. We need me. It's gonna get weird. So and then I- together we get Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> We're a fully functioning adult lady. Woo. Maybe. We don't know. We don't decide. We'll see. We're, we're, a person. Norms. we're a person. We're a, we're a person, period. What okay. about your your hard eye? Okay. So I had literally, you can tell by my notes, there is a star with nothing next to it because <laughs> it got serious. And I started jumping from place to place to place to place to place. And the biggest aspect for me that I finally, I realized I went back and forth in my head a bajillion times. And I'm like, do you know what? I need to talk about Alana. So I'm off. I'm off the big two. I'm jumping into image territory. 
<laughs> We're going to Saga. Alana is the mother, then one of the main characters. We're getting the perspective. If you haven't read Saga, ding, 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 Saga. If you listen to Crack of the Vault, you know what the ding's for. Um, and Alana is the main character, even though we're getting the entire narrative from her daughter's perspective. It starts out with some of the best stinking panels that are just straightforward, no hold bar. She is birthing her child and it's, I'm pooping. I feel like I'm pooping. Am I pooping? Like, <laughs> and that's the polite version of that <laughs> panel. It is. Yep. And you find out that Alana is struggling to, like, she's an idealist that's been tossed into a war. Her husband is... is Supposed was supposedly quote unquote one of the bad guys. She's on the run. She's breastfeeding babies like her daughter in multiple places. And through the entire arc, now if you want to catch up, we're fifty four. We've stopped. We're on hiatus. Help us all. Um, really help us all. Oh my gosh, I understand you guys. My hand hurts. But her her arc and her growth as a woman, as a mother, as a human being is so breathtaking. Because you see her being that rebellious, like, I married him and we're on the run to love will get us through this, to she deals with an addiction and it almost tears her family apart. And then she deals with um, losing a child and she deals with, like, how she sees herself and, and her overarching, just overall, as a, she doesn't just let one thing define her. She is a mom, but she has all of these other aspects. And she doesn't push any of them to the back burner. She doesn't downplay them. She is who she is, and she's proud of who she is, even though she's on the run and living in a giant, you know, tree spaceship. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Like Mark. you do. Like, when I was just thinking of Tenchi again. We're going to have that problem. Sorry, I'm <laughs> easily distracted. <laughs> Tune in for more of me. Be easily distracted. <laughs> you come down to the fact that <sighs> Brian K. Vaughan, writes this woman completely as she is as a person at down at her core and it just i i can't get enough i will continually reread all of those issues i will go through and like from just besides the quips to to how she deals with her friends how she deals with her family how she deals with her daughter that there is there's no space where her love is misinterpreted as anything else and so the impact has not left has not lost its mark on me. So my my second hard eyes goes to the the woman with the wings and the baby in space and the husband with the horns. I love you. I love you, Lana. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. That You're was okay. okay. You no, I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is more soul-bearing than I expected it to be. Yeah, I'm finding out more about you guys than I actually expected. I've always known that you were, well, as long as I've known you. (laughs) I've always known that you're the researcher. And then to find out, you're like, that one. That one is the one I want. And you went after it. And then having Blue Beetle, and it's the family you find, Mm -hmm. which is so prevalent for just our space. And then, I mean, I've always known you were a stubborn girl. But (laughs) it's not just being stubborn. It's being tenacious and that you have the structure and the desire for for not just justice being served, but to see things set right and for mm-hmm. people to thrive. And this is so good. And I'm not going to cry. Well, and then for you, like for as long as I've known you, which is really setting it down, like what, three years? Three-ish, almost four years? Four, almost four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like knowing that and knowing what I've known about you, but like actually 
knowing your what you talked about earlier but also like rogue hits a lot of those key points that like you came from like a home that was a little more difficult so you want that connection Mm -hmm. especially with like your mutant gene aka your nerdiness like it's really loud and i can't touch people without gloves exactly without the cosplay gloves i need them cosplay gloves. i didn't know that you liked rogue until tonight and it just makes so much (laughs) sense (laughs) see there's there's hidden depths i am like an onion i'm like an onion (laughs) no i'm like a parfait parfaits are delicious (laughs) oh i don't like parfaits okay well i'm that person (laughs) i love i love onions so that's the problem so we're like "Mm." (laughs) ogres are like onions we're gonna have a shrek moment okay (laughs) so let's get on these teams right quick before we uh are we doing teams or is it what we're what we're, what we think we can recommend to people. Oh, I do you know. I think if you can double whammy that, okay. I think we could do that. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want to lead off this uh, this thing that you're like doing right now? Oh my gosh! I shall. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay. So what we're gonna be doing is for me, my recommendation also happens to be a team, but staying on that good, good, good Kelly Sue DeConnick Marvel stuff. <laughs> Avengers Assemble. She starts mm-hmm. taking over around issue five, I believe. So she's like five through 11, which really, with how weirdly Marvel tends to do their trades, that's one whole trade. So you don't have to worry <laughs> about it. Um, but she, a lot of her writing is very kind of, kind of adventure of the week, but in the best way possible. Because if you are someone that really loves the Marvel movies, but you don't know where to jump in with because that's Very such true. a long history. You can jump in with Avengers Assemble and you can automatically see the connections that Captain Marvel has with Captain America. They are super bros or the science bros with Bruce Banner and Tony Stark or how nice. Spider-Woman's in there and how Spider-Woman has a really cool like bro connection with the Hulk, not Bruce Banner, the Hulk. Because she can make the Hulk make her a sandwich. And he asks her what she wants on it. And he doesn't do that for everybody. He only does that for Jessica. That makes me so happy and and want a sandwich. Right? Exactly. But it's stuff like that that I think it's a very good jumping on place. It's Mm -hmm. very concise. And even though it's only about those six, six six-ish issues... It's a good way to jump on. Get you saw these characters. There's a mini arc in it, and if you like it, you can actually continue with the Avengers Assemble crosses over into Captain Marvel and their own situation and story. So it's a good way to kind of get yourself, get your feet wet, see which characters you like and which you don't like, and your friendly comic book store <coughs> empires <laughs> uh, can totally help you out with finding if you like that character and that kind of take on their personality to find that comic for you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stephanie. All right. My choice, I'm going to go back to my first love, which is DC. And we're going to go with Bombshells, which is a, a multi-trade uh, story. But it's really great in that they take all these superheroines that DC has and they create this world where they're the ones that are the main heroes. So it's like the origin story for like superheroes, but it's like Wonder Woman, Mira, and uh, Stargirl, Supergirl, uh, Vixen, Shaira, basically all these characters that really don't usually get the time to shine as like main characters. And they're like, no, no, this is their story. And like Batwoman. And it's just, it's really beautiful and interconnective. And like the first, like first, I believe first volume, it basically first story arc ends like really well Mm -hmm. and kind of has this moment where it's like, the sacrifice that 
is done to make sure that like no everyone else is going to be able to like continue on is just really moving especially after you've come to like really root for everybody so it's just one of those things that i just i would recommend to like anyone that wants something for comics like you're not sure where to start like you can read it it's not like referring to like a bunch of different other stories it's its own insulated universe which is really nice i'm liking this mm-hmm. i like this so i jumped around <clears throat> i originally wanted to go on that on that x train again because i'm all about that toot toot getting on there not golden maybe some black but not gold or, or blue um <laughs> but i actually made a really funny decision i i, I called an audible in my brain because if i said it out loud then you guys would be mad at me and we'd have to recut this so i would love to recommend uh because marvel uprising Disney has taken on under their wing Marvel mm-hmm. Uprising, which has turned out fantastic. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, I can just hear a squirrel girl in my head. Um, I actually am going to make a recommendation for the uh, Secret Warriors title that came out tied into Civil War II because it parallels some of the stuff in there. But the team essentially is the uh, the Marvel Uprising. So we've got Kamala Khan. We end up with Karnak, which is yeah, weird. Uh-huh. Right but we get Quake. <laughs> Um, I almost called him Johnny Blaze, and that was so wrong, you guys. <laughs> so wrong. What is his is name? Is it the new uh... Pyro? Pyro. The... Oh, Pyro. The oh yeah, the new Pyro that's the Inhuman. But basically, gotcha. but it's it it gives you a good a good space to start. We get Ka- Kamala leading a team. We yeah. get mm-hmm. we, we oh, it's good. So it's a young team. We are dealing with simultaneously. It runs fairly parallel to what's happening in Civil War II. You don't need to read Civil War II to read this and have an arc. But it's one of those spaces for a young team. It also is a great jumping point if you're like, hey, I want to know why she's like this. Let's go follow. So, like, I always recommend. I give people Kamala Khan's book. Like, yeah. I've heard her first volume. I've given it out three times. I'm, I'm that person. So <laughs> being able to see her in a space where it's a team it's a team dynamic and she's understanding her her role as a leader and not just as a solo and then having quake daisy if you're caught up on agents of shield seeing she'll her always be sky she'll always be sky <laughs> oh i liked her style then um and and she's butting up against that shield is not what she wants it to be and she's for the inhumans and it's got this great back and forth tug so it gives you space it's not like it's great to get you started and propel you into other spaces. And also it's far enough back that you can get it as a trade and you don't have to go single hunting. So I'm all about them secret warriors. <clears throat> but then now you kind of have to watch it on Disney because I'm about the uprising. Yeah. You got to watch it on Disney XD. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh my gosh, you guys. This is so good. This was great. I don't know what to do. Oh, this we is so introspective. Our first episode. I know. I think we need to wrap it up so that we can come back next week and talk a lot more. Wait, is it next week or every... We're figuring out our schedule, so it'll probably be like in a week to slash two weekish or kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah. Things are happening here in the Den of Dames. We'll let you know when we know. Our den is so nice. It is a nice den. <laughs> it is such a nice den. I feel like a bear. Oh, gosh. Okay, so this is Amy. You can find me at Robot on our other stuff. And to my left, we have... Again, Herminia, but just for y'all, you guys can call me Minnie. And you guys can find me on the InstaSwam, which is Instagram if you are not a social media mermaid. Uh, I am Dame Egg Sauce. That's uh, Dame E.G. Sauce. All right. And uh, I'm Stephanie, and you can find me at uh, Dame of the Galaxy uh, on Instagram. And 
and nothing else. And nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thanks to Ben, our awesome sponsor in our uh, den of dames, or the yeah, the den, dame den. Dame den. We're, we're gonna figure this out. We're at Empire's Comics Vault, located 1120 Fulton Avenue, Sweet Sweet K. Sweet K. Sweet K. And of course, our brothers in podcast arms over at the Capeless Crusaders and at Cracking the Vault yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. You could totally tune into each of those and hear us on our for our introspective exploratory discoveries of all things comicry. I'm coming up. We are the geekery. <laughs> but just remember, geeks in distress. No need to light the signal. We're always on patrol. <laughs> See you next time, guys. See you on patrol real soon. In the wise words of Commander Shepard, I should go. 